Are you losing faith in the world around you? Do you find yourself constantly asking why something is the way that it is? Do you wonder about God? Maybe you're disillusioned with church, but you still feel a call. Or maybe you realize that there has to be something more for you in this life. Pull up a chair and take a seat, because you've arrived at the right place. The Human Conservation Podcast. With host Reverend Corby Willette. Restoring faith in humanity by exploring the paths of culture, history, nature, science, and spirituality. Promoting human conservation through human conversation. Welcome back to the Human Conservation Podcast. I'm your host, Reverend Corby Willette. I hope everyone is doing well. Today, we are going to hit one of those difficult conversations uh, as we enter into Pride Month. Now, whenever you mix religion into this topic, which is what we are attempting to do here, it's very difficult for it to go over well, and it's also very difficult for people to remain objective. But I believe that it is more damaging to leave these subjects alone than it is to bring them out onto the table and try and have a discussion about them. Agreed? Now, this message is more than certainly going to uh, garner many different opinions. Uh, and again, I always welcome everyone. Please send questions, comments uh, to HC, as in Charlie, HC podcast at Corby.com. Uh, and I'll be happy to uh, answer any questions you might have, explain my rationale. Uh, if you need more elaboration, but we're going to dive into the message. So the reason I wanted to do this topic really wasn't because specifically we just begun Pride Month. It was because of an incident that happened at my son's school. When I got home a few days ago, uh, my son was a little bit distraught, and I, I asked him what was bothering him, and he told me that there was an assignment that he needed to do in school that involved coloring the Pride flag. One of his classmates was not comfortable with the project, um, and when he said he didn't want to do it, he was told that he had to. Uh, so what he did was he drew a box in the upper corner and put stars and then colored it red, white, and blue, obviously making it the American flag. Uh, and this individual was sent to the office to face disciplinary action. Now, admittedly, I don't know what the outcome of that action was, uh, if the child was allowed to just go back to class, if he was just spoken to. But we're on a very, very slippery slope here. So I want to ask the question, is it okay to make these types of things mandatory? And if the answer is yes, I want to know what the explanation is and why. See, here's where many uh, of the organizations uh, and advocacy groups for the LGBT uh, plus community get it wrong, is when a question is raised or a question is is asked that challenges this point, I, I feel like the response is almost always to accuse the person of being homophobic or just telling them that they're being homophobic uh, without explaining the position. You see, as a Christian minister, uh, I've had to accept uh, the fact that they don't teach Jesus Christ in the public school systems, um, and nor should they. 
Now, I realize all the conservative believers probably just gasped at hearing me say that, but I, I just don't believe that it needs to be taught in schools. I believe that that's something that's taught in the home uh, and that's explained in the home. It's a set of principles that we choose as parents to raise our children by if we're Christian. Now, also as a Christian man, I look at other religions like Hindu or, I mean, even uh, Judaism to a certain degree and Islam to a certain degree, and I disagree with a lot of the teachings. But I don't have people coming up to me all the time saying I'm Islamophobic or I'm Judeophobic or, or whatever you want to call it. But somehow on the issue of homosexuality, when we disagree, it, it's not acceptable and we have to wear the tag of shame uh, that says that we're homophobic or that we're anti-gay, when in reality we're quite capable of disagreeing with homosexuality or calling homosexuality uh, a sin in accordance to what it says in the Bible and not be anti-gay or not condemn the homosexual. Now, why do I think that Christianity should not be taught in schools as well? Well, because it's an ideology. And quite frankly, based off of my own ideology or my own beliefs, uh, my own Christian beliefs, uh, if you are being the best Christian that you could possibly be, then you are the statue. You are the teaching. And not necessarily with your words, but your actions. If you are showing the kindness and the tenderness and the understanding of Christ, that is going to show up wherever you show up. That's why it doesn't need to be taught in schools as a curriculum, if you will, because everybody's relationship with God is different. And as Christians, if we are walking with Christian principles, see, last week I said being a Christian is not a once a week thing. It's a full-time job. So if you are being a full-time Christian, the light of Christ should be showing from you everywhere you go. You become the statue. Do you really think that God or Jesus cares if there's a picture that some man uh, interpreted as an image of Christ hangs on a wall? I don't think that, that stuff's important to God at all. I remember probably like 10 or 15 years ago uh, when the Christian imagery started to be removed from schools and they started taking... Uh, quote-unquote, got out of the school systems, everybody went crazy and everybody went nuts. People felt that they were uh, being infringed upon by having their right to express themselves as Christians be taken away from them in the public schools. And, and I get that. And while, again, my personal feelings on homosexuality don't enter the equation, do we now have the right to take away somebody else's desire to express themselves how they see fit. See, I, I understand both sides of the argument because if one thing can't be presented, why can can the other? I like again, personally I feel like uh, neither one should be an issue in the public school system. But here's the parts that I don't understand. What I don't understand is why this has people so incensed on both sides of the fence. Like how is how is it that that the issue of homosexuality uh, is such a polarizing topic. I mean, is it simply because uh, it draws a line in the sand as far as uh, I'm different than you, you're different than me? Is it, is it that way? And let me tell you something. There's enough wrong on both sides to go around. Neither one of these people um, 
the, whether you're talking about the the conservative religious groups or the LGBT community, neither one of them have the moral high ground. The United Methodist Church, the third largest church in the world, that's the church that, that I was kind of raised in, has divided and separated in half, and it is a legal quagmire because they can't agree on whether or not homosexuality is sin or not. What's disingenuous about the church is the church is trying to be uh, a sympathetic player in some cases uh, to the LGBT community because the numbers are decreasing uh, in such an alarming rate that you have to find a way to get people's butts in the pews. Um, And then the others will just, not just exclude them, but they will take the issue of homosexuality and not just make it a sin, but make it a sin that's so egregious that they're disqualified from participating. And that is is straight up against the teachings of Jesus Christ. I had a steak for dinner tonight that was about two pounds, or at least it looked like it was about two pounds, along with a baked potato, sautéed mushrooms, and even a sweet chili chicken bites appetizer that I shared with my son. That was enough food to probably feed five regular people. But because I'm such a a glutton, that's what I had to have for dinner. Now, should I not now be uh, excluded from the church and condemned? Because that certainly is sin. And that's something that, that I've asked the Lord to forgive me for. But should I be excluded? Sin is sin. Right. Why Why does the homosexual uh, get a, a harsher treatment than, than I do? What about the, you know, like I said last week, the guy that, uh, you know, overindulges in pornography or maybe is a little harsh to his wife or how come he's not getting uh, the condemnation from the church that the LGBT community seems to get in certain circumstances? I mean, is that right? Is that fair? See, the problems the Methodist Church had, you know, they brought on themselves. First of all, they lumped uh, gay marriage and whether or not pastors uh, can be homosexual. They lumped that into one voting point. Like, they put those two things together, uh, and that's not a wise idea because they are two very, very separate issues. As a minister, do I feel like um, marriage should be performed on the altar and declared it to be a blessing by God? Absolutely not. I do not believe that. Um, but do I believe that homosexual people have the uh, right to marry and to be treated equally? Yes, I do. They're not one and the same. Just because I think something is sin doesn't mean that I condemn it, doesn't mean that the homosexual is condemned. Otherwise, Jesus wouldn't have talked to almost all of the people that he consorted with in the Bible. Now, as for whether or not a pastor can become homosexual, well, let me ask this question uh, as an answer. Do you feel that it is appropriate in a job interview for the employer to ask whether or not an individual is gay? And if the exclusion, if the deal breaker, if you will, is, is that he's homosexual, that means Ultimately, the deal breaker is that he's a sinner. So that disqualifies anybody from becoming a pastor. See, we take these things one at a time. We don't lump them all into one big subject because all that does is create more chaos. 
But the problems don't just come from the church side of things. See, because the problem that I have with the LGBT community is, is you're not victims. There aren't, there aren't victims here. There is a person that I'm, I'm friends with on Facebook that I love and respect, and I saw a post, a very direct post, that just simply said, a friendly reminder that for the next month I will be aggressively bisexual. And that was followed by a, a whole number of, of likes and yes, you go boy and all of that type of stuff. But here's what I want to know. What is, what is the end game? What is the result that you're looking for with a post like that? Because how I infer that is you're looking for somebody to say something. You're looking for somebody. You're rattling a cage. Okay, and what I want to know, if there is a, a member of the LGBT community that's listening, this is what I want to know. By making a statement like that, what you are doing is making the first thing that I notice about you be your sexuality. And is that what you want? If that's what you're going for, then that's fine. I can decide whether I want to deal with it uh, or, or accept it or not. But that's that's ultimately what you're doing. By making a statement like that, you are coming right out and saying, the first thing you need to know about me before we go any further is that I'm gay or I'm bisexual. I don't think that that's what, what you're looking for. That's not seeking to gain acceptance. That's seeking provocation. You know, a few years ago, uh, I was in New York City. I went to a play with my family, and we took... Um, I took my family to Ellen DeGeneres' Stardust Cafe. Uh, I know she owns it. I don't know if she has anything to do with it specifically or it's just a management team. But everybody that works in there is an aspiring uh, actor, uh, stage actor, or choreographer, or anybody in the business, quite frankly. Um, that's how it's billed. Uh, she's a big supporter of all of those things. And when you order your food, you know, it's diner food. The food's good, but it's it's nothing amazing. That's not the point of it. But every few minutes, like, music will be played and a different waiter or waitress will uh, perform a Broadway show tune. Uh, and they're really great. They're really animated, and they'll, they'll go up and they'll uh, pretend like they're singing to women or, you know, they'll, they'll be very playful with the crowd. Um, and it was such a good time, and it was it was a blast. And, and at one point, um, a guy's like like singing to this elderly woman, and her husband comes out of the bathroom, and they like playfully like keep him away, and they make a whole little show out of it. And I remember sitting here going, "Wow, I am highly entertained, and this is what we need more of for healing. This is what what we need to do." Um, to bridge the, the gaps between the LGBT community and the Christian community. And just right then and there, you know, all of a sudden people break out of the back room and start running around with the pride flags in between the aisles, like waving them in our faces. And, and I, was really, I was really disappointed at that because I'd said to myself, wow, like, you know, I was having a good time. It was great. And then that was the lasting image. That's what I took with me when I left. Why did they need, why did it need to be done? Like you, you were putting your best foot forward and I was enjoying myself. And it just, it, it just had that, it just had to happen that way. And I, and I felt bad because I feel like they probably chased more people away than brought people in, you know, 
and, and that's not the only circumstance, too. If you 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 want to see uh, uh, a war that has never ended, the Civil War still goes on in Gettysburg. It still does, especially during Pride Month, when every other store has either got and, and, and I'm not just picking on the LGBT, but so you'll have a pride flag and the rainbows in the window in one store. And then next door, you'll have the rebel flag and posters of Donald Trump uh, and, and everything that's that's hardcore conservatism. And you can audibly hear people walking down the street going, well, I ain't going in there. Oh, I ain't going in there. Each one of these stores, whether you're on the side of pride or you're on the side of conservatism, Every one of these stores is effectively cutting off half of their customer base because you, because you want to make a statement. And that's both sides doing this. It's, it's obnoxious. And, and that's why I say there, nobody's a victim in this situation, but neither side seems to be willing to give ground. The conservative religious uh, people have no right to condemn the the individual because they're homosexual you can call it a sin and that's fine and treat it the way um we treat any other sin which is to pray for that person and ask for forgiveness and ask for uh god to um bless that person but we don't have a right to con- condemn that person billy graham had a really really good response to this I pulled this off his website, and the quote is, no matter what identity a person is, that individual was created in the image of God. Don't confuse loving God's creation with affirming the sin the world promotes. Again, don't confuse loving God's creation with affirming the sin the world promotes. This is where the Christians get it all wrong. You're supposed to love somebody regardless Okay, we don't take it and use it as an excuse to condemn somebody. Jesus was firm in his stance on a variety of topics, including marriage, which he cited between one man and one woman in Matthew 9, 15. And as followers of Christ, our marching orders are simple. We are to love God and love people. If you want to heal, you want to make things better, then we need to understand what the problem is. And the problem is that we're making homosexuality the substance of people. Is that all you are? Is that the most important thing, your sexual identity? And for those condemning them, is that the most important thing about a person, their sexual orientation? I'm asking that question right now. Is the most important thing about a human being their sexual orientation? Because if it is, that's pretty sad. Because from the LGBT side, you're really presenting yourself as a very shallow person. And from the conservative religious side, you're certainly not looking deep enough to show God's love to somebody. Just a little food for thought and pride month. Have a good night, everyone. As always, I thank you for stopping by to give me a listen. If you like what you heard and you want to help out, Give the podcast a review and click as many stars as you feel appropriate. This helps get the word out and helps other people find the podcast. If you'd like more information about me, you can find that at corby.com, spelled C-O-R-B-I-E-Y.com. 
And if you have questions or comments about the podcast, you could send those to hcpodcast at corby.com. And that's the episode for this week. Remember to be kind to one another, help one another, and check in with friends and family often and let them know their worth. It can make a difference. If you're the one hurting, do not hesitate to dial 988. I hope everyone has a blessed week. And remember, human conservation can only come about through human conversation.